Hello and welcome to the Care It Out Sleep Show, a podcast for tired parents who are searching for a bit more sleep the caring way. I'm your host, Kerry Secker, infant sleep consultant, founder of my unique sleep approach to Care It Out and your caring sleep supporter. I really hope you'll join me on my mission to get small to settle night's sleep without the tears, training or techniques. I love talking about sleep and I can't wait to share my sleep subjects with you. My approach to getting you more sleep is simple, straightforward, but above all, it's got to make sense and feel best for you. Ready to get more sleep? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to The Sleep Show. You are listening to your host, Kerry Secker. And today on the show, I am super excited to have a very special guest for us. I am going to be uh, sleeping, I'm not be sleeping with, I'm going to be talking with the Chief Sleep Officer, aka Carla Sayer, inventor of Snoo Shade, um, and I can't wait to hear the uh, Snoo Shade story and hear what she's got to say for herself. How are you, Cara? I'm very well, thank you, on this rather grim day. <laughs> it is so grim, isn't it? I can't believe I just said I'm going to be sleeping. I really doubt with the two of us there's going to be any sleeping on this podcast. <laughs> well, I'm a chief sleep officer. <laughs> All talking. You're going to give me a run for my money, Cara. <laughs> uh, I think so. <laughs> well, I am so excited to be speaking to you today because it's taken us a long time. We're both oh, clearly very busy people, but I am really, really excited. Um, oh, I That's very nice to hear. I very... I'm actually quite a pedantic person, but I am quite... Um, I will only push a parenting product if I'm 100% behind it. I wouldn't just push it for the sake of it. And all the products, which actually aren't that very many, um, I think there's a handful, I personally have used and absolutely love. Um, and I've loved Snooze Shade since um, my nannying days. And, yeah, I can't wait. I personally use it. I absolutely love it. It's, I call it my sleep saviour. I can't wait to hear your story. So, why don't we start right at the beginning and tell us a little bit about the snooze shade and how it came about? So um, I was uh, very lucky to get pregnant. I had um, IVF and um, I was pregnant uh, with my daughter, who's now a scary 12 years old. Um, and um, when she was uh, tiny, I was actually in a wheelchair while I was uh, pregnant with her. I was in a wheelchair for about nine months. And uh, I tell you what, that gives you a different perspective on on uh, life. Mm. Uh, and the way people talk to people in wheelchairs is just ridiculous or don't talk to them. Actually, they tend to talk over them. Um, but anyway, I was in a wheelchair and I had to learn how to walk again. Um, and so as soon as I was up and able to walk, um, I was out there with the pram all the time. And Holly was born at the end of October. So by the time I was up and around again, it was probably like February um and um so i'd do things like i'd walk to the supermarket to buy some breakfast stuff and then i'd go back home and then i'd walk back to the supermarket buy some lunch walk to the supermarket i'd walk her everywhere i'd take her for walks around i used to live um i live not that far away about four, uh, half an hour away from virginia water lake in surrey and i used to go walking around that and i was just very excited to be up and around again but it was quite chilly and cold and um holly was definitely a baby who uh needed her sleep um and you know so like a lot of mums, I sort of felt, well, I had to stay in when she needed her sleep. Um, I also wanted to do, for example, a buggy fit class and I uh, never did it because it, they, the timings always clashed with um, Holly's nap time. And I just thought, like, there's no point committing to something every week that I can't do every week. And, you know, all these things sort of, um, you know, happen. Um, and um, 
anyway, so I, I used to do things like hanging blankets and um, and muslins and coats and all sorts all over the pram. And then, you know, because she was I didn't want her to get cold, then I'd be freezing. Um, and then the, the coat would fall off the pram and the pram would roll over it. And I'd end up with a mud mark all over my coat and, you know, all this. <laughs> Remember thing. those days. Exactly. And then and then I sort of moved it. Then we moved into spring and then summer. And then I was worried about sun protection. And again, you know, it's really interesting how many how many mums you see or parents walking around with sunglasses on and the child is facing directly into the sun. And you can see them poor little things, you know, with their hands over their eyes and that sort of thing. And and um, but the sort of the culminative moment was um, I was sat in a, a restaurant um, having lunch with my NCT friends. And there were about five of us, five or six of us, and uh, everyone had fed their babies. And then um, basically everyone started putting a muslin on, putting a pashmina, putting a cardigan, putting something over the pram to, in order to encourage baby to go to sleep. And I just thought, surely there must be something out there that must help babies sleep when they're out and about, you know, a bit like a blackout blind for the, for the window. And, you know, to this day, I still don't really know why I became so obsessed. <laughs> Um, but I uh, just re it just really got to me and I just thought, you know, this is something I think other parents can really do with. I know I can do with it. And um, I, I sort of came up with the idea. I went off and I bought the completely the wrong sort of fabric uh, from a fabric shop and sewed a very um, shoddy version, which actually I think I've still got somewhere, which is quite funny to look at every now and then. Um, Good to see how far you've come. Yeah, exactly. well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I would not I wouldn't be in business if I'd made it <laughs> me making it. <laughs> My sewing skills ain't that great. Um, <laughs> and um, so I and then I did things like, you know, I went on, I think it was like net mums and mums net and things like that. And I sort of said, oh, what does anyone think about this idea? You know, and people are like, oh, yeah, it sounds quite good. And, you know, and I was like, well, does anyone want to test them? And they were like, oh, yeah, that'd be good. So I was like, OK, fine. And then I um, thought about, well, how am I going to make this thing? Because, you know, what do I do? And, you know, I didn't reinvent the wheel, that's for sure, in terms of, um, you know, what I actually did is I took what was a, a sort of mosquito net and there was a UV net and there were various other products that were sort of universal fit. And I didn't really like them. So I sort of tweaked them and changed them and added things to it and took things away. And, you know, and, and what I ended up with was was unique. I mean, that was the that was the weird thing. There wasn't anything else out there. Um, and I worked with somebody I, I many, many years ago, I used to work for a baby magazine. And um, when on the front of the magazines of baby magazines, I don't know if you remember, this is probably about 15 years ago. Um, there, there always used to be lots of freebies on the front. You know, there's free spoon, a free plate, a free this, free mm -hmm. that. I used to jokingly say one day they were going to cover mount a real baby onto the front because there was always <laughs> free gifts. And um, one of the things I did know, though, was that we had to massively safety test all of those products, because obviously you can't give away a free spoon or a plate if it's going to break either in the baby's mouth or whatever. So yeah. safety has always been something that I, um, you know, I have, I am massively obsessed with um, having, you know, I've got one one daughter, and I hope to keep her alive as long as physically possible. Um, and, you know, I, I I'm, always been massively I'm I'm very very risk averse person as well so uh, safety was was hugely important right from the word go um, and uh, anyway so I, I contacted a friend of mine said who's doing the cover mounts she put me in touch with um, a lady called Helen who I still work with now like nearly well 10 years on um, and um, as I say I sort of came up with the concept that drew some drawings 
showed said, well, this is sort of what it needs to look like, blah, blah, blah. And, and eventually came up with a prototype of, uh, of this product. And um, I spent many a happy hour or so in my local mother care where I was known as the mad shade lady. Because um, I'd, <laughs> I'd be standing there like, you know, trying it on every single different type of pram to make sure it fit and, you know, fitted and all that sort of thing. Um, and um, and then, I mean, I, I had a, a bit of postnatal depression after I had Holly. Um, so I sort of I, I think I started the idea in 2008 because um, I, tr- I I had uh, registered the domain, I think, back in 2008 for snooshade.com. Um, but then I think it was only until it was 2009, I then sort of picked it back up again. And plus, I yes, I went through another round of IVF in 2009, um, at which failed, Sally, but that was at the end of the year. And um, so, you know, there was a lot a lot going on personally as well. Um, so it didn't sort of rush ahead as, as quickly as probably had I not been doing all that, um, they would have done. But what happened was I ended up with this prototype and you know, all my friends thought it was a good idea, you know, and I was like, well, okay. And then I thought, right, what am I going to do? So um, there was a baby products show that was in London. And I thought, well, I'd rather go to that and see whether people like the idea than go on something like Dragon's Den. Because everyone's like, oh, you know, why don't you go on Dragon's Den? And I was just like, oh, God, no, how embarrassing would that be? You know, you go on and then everyone goes, oh, that's a really crap idea. Um, and um, and so I thought, no, no, I'm going to go to the show. And I thought it'd be more useful as well, to be honest, because... I'd be talking to retailers who actually talk to customers and, you know, and they would hopefully have a good idea of what would sell. Mm. So, um, so that's what I did. Me and my mum, we rocked up. Um, funnily enough, both of us in our in former sort of lives had been event organisers and, you know, we were used to doing very slick events, etc. Anyway, we rocked up literally with my old pram that I'd bought from a, a sale somewhere and um, uh, some posters that we printed out at the local coffee shop. <laughs> it was very, very shonky. Um, but it was great. And we, we chatted to loads of people, got lots of feedback and everyone loved the idea. Uh, the only person who didn't actually was a, was a man who just didn't seem to, he said, oh, I've never used anything like that. And we sort of thought, well, no, you probably wouldn't. And, you know, but everybody else, um, you know, really liked the idea and the concept. So I then decided, uh, then that's right. Then, uh, I was opposite, uh, the Sophie Lazaroff, uh, distributor, UK distributor, who's a really good friend of mine now. Um, and she, basically had Jojo, Mum and Bebby on her stand. She pointed them over to me and sort of said, oh, you know, why don't you go and have a look at Snooshade? And um, anyway, they came over and and that was it. They they pl- they loved the idea of it and placed an order for, it was 120 units. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and it's like, yes, and can you deliver it by, by, by March or something? I was like, oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Thinking, oh, my God, what am I going to do, you know? Um, so... Uh, that, so that sort of started it off and I had a lot of interest from other people and then I went to a trade and so I went into full-scale production um I to this day I don't really know why I decided to order as many as I did but I mean I ordered 10,000 units because I thought well there are 750,000 babies born you know every year mm-hmm. um if I can sell to whatever seven and a half thousand is I'm not this is mental mass is not my area of expertise um, I always have a calculator in my hand, but whether seven and a half thousand is out of seven hundred and fifty thousand, I thought, well, if I can do that, that's a very, very tiny amount. Surely I must be able to do that. Um, and then I upped it to ten thousand because I got a better price. Um, and I just thought, well, what? Why not? Uh, and my mum said to me basically, well, you know, if, if you don't sell it, we can sell them at car boot sales for the next <laughs> few years. <laughs> um, so that was my backup plan. Um, 
And uh, anyway, it went went into production. I got it uh, before we actually received product. It was uh, I got it into John Lewis, Mothercare. Um, I've, I got a UK distributor. Um, it was selling obviously at JoJo, and um, then it went into Tesco. It was a bestseller on Amazon. And yeah, the first year just sort of um, flew by. Really, um, it was uh, it was rather. I mean, it was massively stressful. I actually had a I actually had a full. Uh, full on nervous breakdown. I went through another round of IVF um, and it was all around the time when the business was like starting um, in the March, April, I think it was June and I just literally fell over and I was ill for about three months. Um, my mum moved in and looked after me and my daughter and, you know, um, and then obviously, you know, what's the first thing you do after you've had a full nervous breakdown as uh, you go to an international trade show in Germany as soon as you, as soon as you feel better, you better? Uh, which is what I did. Um, and then I started selling to Australia, United Arab Emirates, etc., and Germany, and you know went went sort of worldwide quite quickly. Um, so you know it was it was yeah it was just a, a really amazing journey, I suppose. It sounds amazing. I, I've heard this story numerous times, and I'm never ever going to get sick of it, Cara, because <laughs> I think sometimes the most I think some of the most amazing inventions or the, the things that we come up with that sometimes it can be the most simple idea that can actually have the biggest impact um, yeah well, funnily think... enough I can, my business my business name outside of snoo shade is really simple ideas because oh, that's how what, funny i know <laughs> i didn't know that it's because everyone says oh it's a really simple you know it's a yeah. simple idea you know and uh, and i and i just thought oh that's a really good name for a company so that's that's my parent company and then snoo shade is the brand oh um, makes sense so, yeah, no, it was funny. And um, so, yeah, so 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 that was that was sort of how it all started. And then um, and then the other actually the other part of the process I didn't mention, which was like pretty critical, was the whole safety element as well, um, whereby what I decided was that, as I said, I am very risk averse. So I didn't want parents suing me because, you know, their child choked on a zip or something like that. Um, and I would never be able to sleep if that, anything like that could happen. Yeah. So, um, so what I did is um, I was sort of saying, well, how do I make this as safe as it can be? You know, what what are the what's the maximum that I can go to? Now, most products of you know what they call baby gear, um, they are usually tested so that they would be safe enough for a three year old, because the, the concept is, is that really the baby isn't going to be using the product, um, but because the adult will be using it with the baby. Whereas I went a step further. So my products are actually safe enough for a newborn to literally use, um, stroke, eat, whatever. <laughs> so, um, for example, you know, I, I have the, I use these ridiculously strong zips. They're the same um, safety standard as the YKK zip, uh, which is the sort of lead, industry leader. Um, and I think we use YKK something else. Um, I can't remember which one, what it is. Anyway, we use so you know sort of don't compromise on the on the cost of materials and making sure so sometimes people go oh you know snoo shade's not as easy to fit it would be easier if it had two long straps and I'm like yes it would be easier but unfortunately that would be a strangulation and entrapment hazard um and you know you can't have toggles um you can't have buttons you know nothing you know basically I'm all about the function and mm -hmm. safety versus whether it looks nice and I mean interestingly enough when I first started you know, quite a few parents had quite a big negative reaction. I mean, I went to the baby show at the NEC and people would come up to me and go, I would never put my child under that, you know, because it was black. Yeah. Uh, and and that was a weird thing to see 
was was you know babies under black because you know normally babies are under pretty colors you know or fat or patterns and that sort of thing um but the problem was was that the fabric that i use is a mesh and it's a special air permeable mesh which means the air passes through it and the problem is it looks a bit like um a sports fabric you know like footballer shirts and yeah. so when it's in a color and when it's got a pattern on it it looks awful yeah you know, you know, can't, you can't put a pattern on it. So A, it looks awful, but B, also the other reason why all the products are dark is because actually uh, darker colours naturally absorb UV. So you don't have to use any chemicals or UV treatments on the fabric because the, the black colour actually does it naturally. Um, and the fact that it's made from a polyester, because some people are like, oh, it'd be great if it was organic. I'm like, yes, it would be great. But unfortunately, organic fabrics tend to actually absorb heat and they also absorb moisture and therefore... You know, they're not as they're not as air permeable because breathable is a word that gets used a lot. But actually, it's not the right word because breathable is actually all about moisture wicking, mm. uh, which is how moisture moves around. Um, and, and actually, what you want is you want air permeable fabric, which is where the, the air moves through it. Um, so all of these things, you know, that you have to kind of take into consideration um, are things that I have thought about and, you know, put in. So every time. I design a product. None of the straps exceed 22 centimeters when stretched. Um, you know, all the zips are super, super high quality. I mean, the zips are one of the most expensive parts of my products. Um, but also, you know, making sure that I use, a, uh, you know, an accredited factory. Um, you know, my, my factories are used by, you know, brands like L'Oreal and, you know, very, very large, you know, big corporates as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know are all are all te- are all sort of you know certified and all the rest of it and you know it's just I think for me it's all about quality it's all you know when I buy a product I mean I try and keep I mean I you know I've kept my prices pretty much the same since I started ten years ago you know and my my manufacturing costs have obviously gone up um, but you know I just feel like for example for the original 1999 it's a good price you know and and i don't really feel like i feel comfortable with it getting too much higher than that and as long as i can keep prices down i will you know yeah because i'm all about you know trying to give really good value yeah because and and baby products often god i mean i bought i bought one of the the bumbos for example for holly but bless her her little thighs were so fat that by the time she was actually her thighs were less were less chunky and she could actually sit in it. She was too mo- mobile. So, you know, that was 35 pounds or 40 pounds or whatever it was. I never saw again. <laughs> yeah. Parenting product. And I think this is um, well, actually going back, going back right to the beginning about what you're saying. That's really fascinating. I've definitely learned some stuff there, like about the material and getting airflow. Like, I know that it had to be um, airflow, but I was definitely using the wrong word. But Going back to what you're saying right at the beginning, what is it about the timing of classes with little ones? They're never at the best time, is it? Yeah, it's always they? around the last nap time. It's just, it is know, always, always going to be a nap time for a little one. But yeah, I totally really but, I mean, you that. I really do think there is that. Well, I suppose the problem is also you've got mums who've got older children and you've got to do pickups and various other things. So I, I get that. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was always slap bang. You know, it was either so early in the morning. I was like, no way, because I've only just got... <laughs> Um, or it would be nap time and then I was just like oh no you know I just can't do it every day and I mean also we used to go out and eat meals you know um, you know uh, with Holly's father and I we used to go out for a meal in a restaurant and then we'd take her with us and then you know she'd sit in the pram sleeping away because it was you know night time and she was happy as Larry you know so who is this Larry person that's so happy 
I don't know, but I don't know. I'd really like to know where that phrase comes from. <laughs> Me too. I use it always. One of my personal. I love that phrase. I love a phrase. But that's one of my favourites. And I'm like, who is Larry? It's always oh, very happy. Oh, what's the other one? There's that other one which is. Um, oh, who's that? He was. He was like an Australian pilot or something like that. The one. Oh, anyway, come back to me in a minute. Uh, the, you know, there's one of those um, silly expressions. Um, and I always go, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And I also I think a lot of um, the listeners will be able to resonate with what you said about becoming obsessed with naps and becoming sleep obsessed because it's such an important part. And I know that I definitely talk about this a lot, how naps are really are the foundation to a good night's sleep. Like they're not a guarantee or given because it's very rare that it's just one thing, but they are really important to, to help you on your way to set up night's sleep. And well, I think I, it's completely natural to get obsessed over sleep. Trying to get well, them to nap. I think the thing is when you see, like, you know, Holly generally was a good sleeper, but, you know, when I did make mistakes, I mean, I made mistakes sometimes by letting her sleep too long in the afternoon, for example, because I was tired and then I'd let her have too much sleep and then she wouldn't want to go to sleep. But I also saw the other side of it, which was, you know, if I, a lot of people were like, oh, well, just, just keep them awake then. And you're like, yeah, but if you do that, you then end up with a really broken child later on, you know, yeah. then so overwired and overtired. I mean, and interesting enough, I mean, you know, I've become a bit of a sleep nerd because of Snoo Shade, obviously. I mean, my whole life is based around like helping babies sleep and I'm fascinated by the science behind it. And, you know, babies actually produce cortisol, which is the stress hormone when they don't get enough sleep. And actually the sleep dampens down the cortisol levels, which means then... You know, I always say to people, imagine that you've just got off a plane from America and you've got that horrible wired and tired feeling, which is where you're really exhausted, but you just can't sleep. Yeah. And that's what you're doing to your baby when you don't give them proper naps. Yeah. You are and preaching to the converted here, Cara, because I, I spend my days talking about cortisol or what I like to call baby Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I haven't heard that before. That's really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I completely. I'm. So I call myself a little sleep geek. I'm all about the sleep science. And also, I mean, the problem is also, I think, is that you know we all lead such busy lives. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, when I was a baby, you know, I'm I'm a seventies baby, and you know there were no baby classes, there were no real activities for things to do. So you know, you probably I probably went to the park, and and probably that was about it. You know, whereas now it's all. I mean, you know, I I, I think it's great. Don't get me wrong. Um, and I took Holly to all sorts of things like monkey magic and monkey magic, no, monkey music. Monkey music. I remember those days. This program. Um, but um, yeah, I took her to monkey music. I took her to tumble tots. I, you know, I took her to all sorts of stuff. I took her to play groups and that sort of thing. But the thing is, is that, ba you know, we expect chilled babies to be able to sleep through wherever we take them. And actually, you know, I get quite a lot of parents. I mean, it, it really does make me laugh in a really sweet way because I get people who are like, Oh, my goodness. My child has never slept and they've just slept for two hours. I'm like, yes, it's because when they wake up, they can't see anything, not in a scary way. But literally, they, there's nothing that attracts their attention. So they just literally kind of eyes flutter open and then go back to sleep again because there's yeah. nothing. See mummy's face. They can't see the playground. They can't see little brother. They can't see man in restaurant as they're walking past, you know. Yeah see anything and, and actually then they I mean I do jokingly but semi-seriously say I bore babies to sleep I like that phrase bore them to bed I like that phrase yeah but they do some little ones are and actually going back to what you said about staying in my whole approach for naps is that they don't have to be in the cot to count 
which yeah. is why I've always been a massive fan of Snoo Shade because it's staying in order, especially in the first six months of life when short, frequent naps and rinse and repeat are very age appropriate and biologically normal. It's, it can really have an impact on your mental and physical health staying in all day. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I mean, funnily enough, I was having this chat because I work from home and I find it quite difficult sometimes because I work from home all the time. Um, and I, I certainly I mean, as I say, I had postnatal depression after I had Holly and I went from, you know, having quite a, a big career to to being at home all day with a baby and, you know, and doing the whole staying in while she had her naps and all the rest of it. And, you know, it, it it's tough, you know, because you sort of you feel very isolated. You yeah, know? And I think the most I think. For me, I've always said a happy mummy is a happy baby. That's it. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're talking about breastfeeding, sleep, whatever, you know, within obviously within reason. But, you know, a, a mum who is feeling good in herself will always be like oozing good hormones towards her baby versus a mum who's tired, stressed and, you know, doesn't know what to do with herself because, you know, she's exhausted. Yeah, and my, that's a massive benchmark for me, is whether it's working for parents. And that staying in, I can really relate to. I think it was, it was quite a way in. So I worked, before I did Care It Out, I was a nanny for a long time. Yeah, I have um, quite a few nannies you snooze shade, actually. <laughs> and I was out and about all the time. I worked by myself with my colleagues, the kids I was looking after, but we were out and about and doing stuff. And then when I then scaled that back and started doing Care It Out more seriously and I was working from home, I actually got very, very unwell. Um, yeah. It took a real impact on my mental I had no idea what was wrong with me. I kept waking up every morning crying. I kept, oh, had no... And I'm a very happy, positive person. So I was like, I just don't know. I don't know what's going on. But then I realised what was happening was I think we are herd animals. We're not meant we're meant to connect and be yeah, with other people. Even well, if I don't talk to people in the office because I'm too busy like I'm busy bustling around doing stuff. Um I yeah, my mental health really suffered from um, being at home and it wasn't until I got out and started working in an office. It, that was a game changer. So I'm really passionate about supporting parents and there's so much there's so much pressure on parenting, especially this notion that um, naps have to be in a cropped account, like it's not yeah. proper sleep or it's junks. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. It's junk sleep if they're napping in their buggy. And at night time, that would be true. Like we can't, um, it's the same for us. If we sleep on a train or a plane, it's yeah. not the same restorative sleep at night time. But during the day, melatonin levels are naturally low anyway because it's daytime. And I don't buy into that whole junk sleep. And I think it's really important for parents to do to get out and about and enable that. And something. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, I think it's the same with life generally. I'm all about a bit of this, six of one and half a dozen of the other. So I think, you know, like if you want to do some naps at home, great. And then but then you've got the flexibility to go out if you want to. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, again, I, I agree with you on the junk sleep at night. But if you're on holiday, for example, and you're you've got other children and you all want to go out for a meal and you've got a young baby, at least the baby's getting better quality junk sleep because they are actually probably sleeping. I mean, you wouldn't believe. I mean, I've had people telling me that, you know, are they that, I mean, uh, weddings, you know, babies have slept through weddings, uh, marathons, festivals, you know, you name it, because actually sound doesn't seem to disturb them as much as what they see. Yeah. Um, 
So they, they seem to sleep through much noisier environments than people kind of give them credit for. But it's, it's more, I mean, from what I understand, I think it's something like it takes about three seconds for a baby's eyes to engage. Um, and then that's it. Their brain switches on. It's, you know, the light comes on. And so if you cannot let them get engaged, then actually they'll sleep anyway. So yeah. I, mean, I certainly advise taking a baby out to sleep every night. But I mean, I certainly think also there's, you know, sometimes you might eat in as a family and then other times you go out for a meal. Oh, 100%. When I was talking about junk sleep, I mean, if you were sleeping in a, if your little one was sleeping in a buggy the whole night or sleeping. Well, in, I mean, that wouldn't be ideal anyway, would it really? So, yeah. I no, mean, but you'd be surprised what sometimes happens. Um, oh, no. I wouldn't be. <laughs> I'm sure I've tried some dodgy, dodgy things at various points. You know, I mean, I think everyone does it at some point, really. Yeah, you have to do what you do to in, to get through. I think sometimes, um, but yeah, don't buy into that whole junk thing. But what I have found on my practice and from my experience is that um, some some babies, for love no money, will not slip sleep in the pram or whatsoever, and you can't force it. No, but for some, and I've definitely looked after a couple of those, and even with this, I could pull out all the stops and they just wouldn't go. Life was just too interesting. But what I have found is that some little ones are, I just think if I've learned anything from working with little ones, is they're all really different. Oh, and some babies, yeah. yeah, and some babies are just more alert than others, especially as they come out of that fourth trimester. They're just like everything they see is for the first time. It's so exciting. Crazy need less sleep because I mean the other thing is we we're all different in individuals as adults and I think we're all individuals as babies and you know I'm sure there are some babies who probably don't need very much sleep in comparison to everybody else but oh yeah we're all different I expect they're the rarity but I, I also do quite passionately believe that the reason why a lot of babies don't sleep is because they're overstimulated yeah. Um, and if you can remove the stimulation, they will sleep. I mean, I've literally had people, you know, who have, uh, I mean, when I was at um, baby shows, I used to I used to loan out a snoo shade and I'd say, look, take it and try it. And they'd be like, yeah, poof, you know, it's not going to work, blah, blah, blah. And then they come back and they're like almost in tears. They're like, oh, my God, you know, she's been asleep for an hour and a half or, you know, yeah. she's been, you know, she's never slept this long. And I said, well, because she can see everything. I wouldn't yeah. want to go necessarily either. I've got um, a great saying, one of my favourites, is that playing is always going to be a priority or peeping, like looking at everything, but yeah, sleeping is always going to be secondary. And some little ones find it so hard to switch off. And I, I've some, I've nicknamed this new shade the baby blinkers because it just it just helps them. Um, it switches off that stimulation. It's nice and dark. It's calming. They feel cocooned in. And it's, like, it's almost like a sleep switch. It just helps them switch off. Mm. Well, it is. I mean, the, the way I always describe it, it's like the curtains. It's a sleep trigger. You know, you pull the curtains in the nursery and they know it's sleep time. Um, and, you know, I mean, my daughter used to actually ask for her snoo shade and her dummy. Um, and by the way, I was one of those mothers who said that her child would never, ever have a dummy in the whole of her life. And then <laughs> I think we had finally got it off her when she was about three and a half, four years old or something. Um but, um, you know, she used to literally go like dummy in snoo shade. And I've got other people I know of who say that their child actually asks for the snoo shade because they're tired and they want to yeah. get. To I love that when they're able, they're old enough to able to recognize. And that's just also patterns of familiar behavior. So the more you do something, so the more you're, you know, you get into that routine. It might not be every single nap time or every single dinner time if you're on a holiday or you're on the beach. But the more times you do that they start to associate that with going to sleep. 
I mean, I always try and encourage people to use, I mean, often people buy it because they're going on holiday and they want sunshade because obviously the sun protection is absolutely critical as well. I mean, that's another thing, you know, as I say, I'm, I'm very, very passionate about because, you know, um, it only takes one instance of sunburn for um, a child to have an increased risk of skin cancer by 50 percent and five instances um, is uh, increases it by 80 percent. And, you know, I was born in the 70s. We all used olive oil, no factor protection, et cetera. And, you know, at the end of the day, I've got friends now having various things removed from faces and noses and ears and all the rest of it because, you know, we didn't slip, slop, slap. And, you know, and doctors worldwide, I mean, there is literally no doctor that you will ever get to say that a child should be in the sun if they're under six months old. They should not be in direct sunlight. Yeah. And um, so, you know, the great thing with Snoo Shade, it, even though not six months is the original one, you can use it as a canopy. So basically what you do is you just pop it over the top and um, it acts like a canopy, which means you don't have to worry about, you know, my biggest um, bugbear was the umbrella on the pram, you know, because you're constantly moving it around, shifting it. Then it would, you know, you change directions on the street and the sun would move direction, etc. And, you know, you can use the original as a, as a canopy. And then the older ones for older children, which are the plus and the plus deluxe, you know, they've got a viewing panel on them anyway. So the child can see out, but the sun can't see in. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and it's and, and the sun protection side is really, really important. But what I often say to people is, you know, they'll often be buying it for holiday. And I say, well, you know, try use it before you go, because, you know, get the baby used to it, get the child used to it. Um, and then often when they come back, they're like, I'm, I'm never stopping using this. <laughs> you know, yeah. like people quite often say in reviews, you know, I bought it for a holiday and I'm going to carry on using it. And, you, you know, that's that's how how well it works. Yeah, I love it for holiday. Um... Also, when I was a nanny, a massive part of my job was travelling transatlantic with them. Um, so I would always pack the trustee's new shade as well. It saved saved yeah, my skin on that lapse. People, it's so funny. I mean, I, I invented it to be used in one way. And, um, and actually, even to this day, I still have. I've got four pictures of how to use the original, for example. And three of those ways were, were told to me by parents on how they used it. Because I invented it to be used in one way. And then they've shown me, like, they started using it as a canopy. I was like, oh, that's clever. And then they used it to increase the size of the hood so there was more shade on the, over the top and also over the bottom so that it protects the legs. So that if they're in the shade under a hood, you can protect their legs. So I was like, wow, this is, you know, this is really good. But then people go even one step further than that. I had, I've had photos of people, they use them on um, airline bassinets. Um, you know, to help them sleep. And also even just putting it, I've got some great photos one lady sent uh, of her and she's she's got the snoo shade over her head, over the top of the airplane seat in front into the onto the other seat in front of her. So it's creating a canopy right over the top. And then she's holding the baby and she's got a thumb sticking up because she baby was asleep. <laughs> um, brilliant. I love it how we can all learn from each other. Yeah, and I mean, also people, I, there was a photo someone sent the other day, they'd used it to cover a window that was a funny shape in the hotel they were staying in. I've actually used it uh, to, to cover over the window in the car, because one time I got stuck in a traffic jam for four hours down in Devon, oh. and it was about sort of 35 degrees, and uh, I was worried about Holly burning. So I just I just happened to have a snooze shade with me, um, and I just put it on the window, and it took all the heat out immediately, um, and, um, and just meant I wasn't worrying about her getting too hot in the back. I love that that you I wasn't laughing at you worrying about her getting sunburned I was loving it. I just happened to have a sun uh, yeah. shade on me on my person 
Well, I think she was quite old at that point. So I think she was possibly out of the buggy. Um, oh, I see what you mean. So, but she was still in the back in the car seat. So, you know, um, I, and, I, and, and so, you know, whilst I you did use it, um, I mean, I used it with Holly even up until she was about five years old because, um, you know, not because she was in the pram the whole time until she was five, but, you know, when you go on holiday, you quite often take the pram with you just so that you, you know, when they get tired in the evening, if you go out for a meal and it's a bit of a walk, she could sit in the pram and we'd just push her just so. Yeah. She's an extra bed. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, I remember we got there, for example, and um, it was one holiday. I remember we were somewhere like Tenerife or somewhere and we got there. And then the, the bus that was supposed to be taking us from the airport to the hotel was delayed. They had some problem with the driver and we had to sit around for about an hour and a half. Unfortunately, I had the buggy with us. So I just put Holly in there so she could sit in it and then just chuck the snooze over. And that's it. Off she went because, you know, she hadn't slept um, because we've been traveling. I think we had to get a really early flight. And she just zonked out in the pram um, and then they got on the bus. And then when we got to the hotel, I think I've got a photo of her somewhere, just zonked out again in the pram with a snooze shade over her because she was just, you know, knackered. But then she liked using it as well because she liked the fact that she didn't have to wear sunglasses with it because she can have the front panel up so she could see out. But it was shaded. Um and she used to she used to like she used to like that as well. So she'd actually ask for it. <laughs> I like, love that. I love that. It was really sweet. Who doesn't like wearing sunglasses? But she didn't like wearing sunglasses. No, no. I mean, Holly, Holly. Well, Holly, Holly wore sunglasses occasionally, but um, but it was more it was more the fact that you know if she fell asleep or something, then they'd come off anyway, and then they'd fall down. Yeah. Actually, the other thing that they're quite good for is, is toy collectors as well. Uh, yeah. Toys falling out of the pram. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. I do have a couple of questions because some of the I put on my Instagram. Did you have any questions? Oh, I actually, okay. I got I got loads of questions, but they basically came down to these three things. If I can, I ask them. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice talking to you, Cara. <laughs> Number one, does it fit every single buggy? Uh, I would say it fits about ninety nine point nine percent of buggies. Um, the ones that it doesn't fit, and I say as well, because you can make it fit. That's the thing. I mean, it's so flexible. Um, is some of them don't, don't fit so well around things like the stocky explorer, where you've got the front bar. But actually, yeah. it was a parent who showed me what she did, and what she did is she actually bought the plus uh, or the plus deluxe, and they've got a horizontal um, zip across them. So what she did is she opened the horizontal zip put the handlebar, turned it upside down, basically. She used the snoo shade upside down. And so she put the horizontal zip over the handlebar and then seal, and then did it up, back up and then just used it upside down on it on there. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, hats off to parents for ingenuity. I mean, I have fitted it to the Stock Explorer myself and it can work, but it's just a bit more tricky. But yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, I mean, you know, 99% of prams are all the same shape when you fundamentally yeah. put them. Um, the only thing is sometimes the only reason people think sometimes it doesn't fit is because, as I said, there's a safety reason why I have more straps rather than two long ones. Um, and they think that they have to attach every strap, which you don't have to do. So there are some like the Bugaboo Chameleon, for example, because like you're a sleep geek, I'm a pram nerd. Um, the like the Bugaboo Chameleon, for example, because the Bugaboo's got like a sort of built in frame around it. You actually. Yeah put it over the hood and then pull it and the elastic around snooze shade actually holds it onto the frame you don't even need to use the straps if you don't want to um, whereas other ones you might use the top strap a middle strap and a bottom strap and other ones you might actually attach 
the straps around the back of the pram to each other, not to the pram frame. So um, there are loads of demonstration videos and, um, you know, on YouTube of like how to do them. Um, and also, you know, if, if people get stuck, I mean, we always do say and we meet and I mean it, you know, I've got an amazing team of other mums who work with me. Um, everybody who works with me pretty much um, on customer facing side is a mum. And we all know what it's like when you're like sitting there and you're like, you just want your child to go to sleep. How do I get this bloody thing on there? You know, um, and um, so, you know, also just send in a picture to us and we'll have a look at it and make sure that you're fitting it right. Because sometimes it's literally a case. I mean, I had one lady um, <laughs> who was trying to fit something and it was actually upside down. And that's why oh. it was working. <laughs> that's really useful to know i've used a lot of buggies in my career and i've always managed to get it to, to fit however i am so pedantic that i would always try and get the straps to like every okay, single so strap to fit don't really need it often i mean to be honest most of the time you probably need three three straps um sorry that was my alarm going off <laughs> that's holly <laughs> i love you mummy oh that's um, so cute is that holly that's Holly uh, when she was little and she sang me a little song. And so I use it as my ringtone, <laughs> as my um, so alarm. Uh, it's the only thing I can listen to every morning and not get annoyed by. <laughs> I, I like that up. idea. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yes, I mean, you know, most of the time, I would say most buggies that I've, fit, I've fitted, um, I, I can probably use like three of the straps. I mean, the original has six straps. The Plus and the Plus Deluxe have got eight um, and I think that's why, because people, but the reason they've got that many is so that then it, they, you don't have to pull them around too much. You can just attach one here, one there, one there. And I do try and explain that on the packaging, but you know, not everyone's got the time to read everything. So I totally yeah. get it. No, that makes total sense. And then the other one, I'm not sure whether you'll have an answer for this. Um, but in, I, this is, there's only, this, I've never ever come across a little one that, that this has happened to. But in the very rare cases, you're the little one, the baby doesn't like this, like they're kicking it and they cry because the snoo shade is going on. Do you have any tips to help them get used to it? Uh, well, actually, what I would suggest doing, and this is this is what I do suggest doing usually, is to um, put it on in parts. Don't put the whole thing on immediately and cover them up. So, for example, the original um, is literally just the fabric with a zip down it. So, you know, just put it on maybe over the hood so it drapes down a bit and then just sort of lower it gently rather than kind of putting it all on all in one go. Um, and the same with the Plus and the Plus Deluxe. They've got they've got front panels. So leave the front panel open. Um, if you're if you're worried about your baby being like that, I would always say get the Plus Deluxe because um, that one, the, the panel's fully open. So then you can put it all over the pram and then the front panel will be completely open. And then because it's got two zips, you can pull, you know, you can pull it up slowly. Yeah. Um, by bit by bit by bit. Um, look, I mean, there's also some children who it doesn't matter what you do. will yeah. not want to cover it up and there's nothing you can do about that. But I do think sometimes you know, people do um, with the best of intentions, they do just kind of go, here you go, baby, off you go. You can you can you're going to like this. And actually, you know, who who wants to go from being able to see the world and enjoying the sights to being shut off? Probably yeah. not that many people. So um, I think just introducing it slowly um, often also introducing it once they're already asleep or, yeah. or not so that, you know, it helps keep them asleep and um, and then they start to get used to it. Yeah. That's great advice. I would I hadn't thought of doing it gradually, um, but I would often say um, do it once they're asleep and then yeah. you can gradually build up from there. And also sometimes 
it is natural that they have a little bit of a, a protest and they, it's like alien. They start kicking it or trying to put your arm out. Um, but if they're not upset, it's always worth just trying to persevere a little bit because well, if... I'm, I'm not a big fan of cry out or anything like that. You know, that's not my bag at all. And, you know, I'm a big believer in, you know, um, not letting babies cry unnecessarily, etc. But what I would say is that, you know, they don't want to go to sleep some of the time. And, you know, actually everyone has a grumble and a moan. And there's and I think every parent knows the difference between their child grumbling and moaning versus kicking off and having a hissy fit. Yeah. Uh, so if your child's having a hissy fit, then, you know, judge whether or not it's the right product for you. I mean, you know, I, I'm not trying to pretend, you know, not no product works for every person in the world. I mean, you know, so it, it might not work for you for every baby. But, you know, I would say it's worth trying it because, um, you know, the results can really make life a lot easier. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. And I think I, I, again, that's why I just new say it really resonates with me because I'm exactly the same. Like I'm. Like nobody can, there's no 100% guarantee with anything in life. And it's not um, like my sleep services, my products are like the online courses and stuff. They're not 100% given, but they are worth giving it a go. Exactly. I really like that. And then the last question that um, got sent in, but I think we've already touched it, um, is, is it safe? Like safety, but I think you've covered that already. That safety was um, absolutely key to you. Well, it's safe to use in the sun. Oh, absolutely. I think I think the, the, the reason why people ask whether it's safe is because, uh, well, A, I think you should always you ask uh, whether or not a product is safe if you're planning on using it with your child. And you should do some due diligence on it because, you know, that's your job as a parent. Um, but the other side of that is I think the reason why people are particularly concerned with covering baby is because of the various stories that have been circulated on social media um, about uh, the, the, the dangers of covering your baby in a pram. Um, now, I've actually written a quite a long post on this on my website, and it's under the title of Is Snoo Shade Safe? Because I had so many parents coming to me who were scared uh, by these stories. And the sad thing is these stories were actually created initially, not from any medical research or scientific study, but by a journalist in, I can't remember if it was Denmark or, I think it was Denmark or Sweden, who basically put a pram in the sun uh, with the winter cover on, you know, the, the bit that goes over yeah, the top, yeah. uh, left it in the sun and then put a blanket on it and um, put a thermometer in there. And basically the temperature really heated up. Uh, he then went to a pediatrician uh, who wasn't involved with the experiment in any way, but he showed her the numbers of the, the heat increase. And she said, oh, my goodness me, that sort of level of, of heat increase is very dangerous and could kill a baby. Now, funnily enough, that story has now been circulated as fact in that, you know, this is in some way scientifically valid. Now, my perspective on these things is that if I want to safety test uh, or ensure that my products are safe, um, I actually do that, you know, with an independent laboratory who tests to standardized methods, which means that you can then test that re product repeatedly, which I, yeah. I regularly test products. Um, to certain standards to show that they are safe or they pass or they don't pass. Um, and in this instance, then what happened was then there was another, I think it was a, I think it was either, a, it, was, it was Denmark again. It was somewhere in the, Scand somewhere Scandinavia. I think it was Denmark again, or was it Norway? And there was a, a, a baby store retailer who again did a video of two prams, one with a, a muslin on and one without. 
um, in the blazing sun. And actually, you can't even tell on the video where, how, what the time lapse is and the shadows all move, etc. And, and that's all very scary. And then, unfortunately, what's happened is it's sort of moved into urban myth level that this is in some way a valid thing to be scared of. Yeah. Uh, and actually, it's not. I mean, you know, um, I, I actually deal with quite a lot of midwives and um, they see too many children with sunburn and sunstroke because they've been left out in the sun and they just don't get anybody coming in because they've had a blanket put over the pram. That just doesn't happen. Um, I also know because I work in the industry, I know there are various genuine um, safety concerns about some products um, including infant car seats, for example. So infant car seats, um, there have been various studies into them because of the fact there have actually been deaths from babies who've been left in the infant car seat too long because their lungs and their, their neck isn't strong enough to support them. Um, things like changing tables where people have accidentally left baby and babies rolled off and babies have either died or been seriously injured. Now, there are various other things that you know, this is what happens with things like cop bumpers is that there are genuine concerns from the medical world. And, the, you know, because they're looking at it and, you know, if a company has a problem with a product, then there is immediately there are various um, channels that you have to go through um, in order to allay concerns, etc. So they've just pulled um, in the US. They're now recommending no one uses any of the um, inclined uh, baby rockers. Yeah. Uh, because and this was a Fisher Price product, so you'd think that they would know better. Uh, but apparently the actual product was designed by somebody who worked for Fisher Price, who was a mum who thought it was a great idea because her baby had had reflux and it had worked quite well being inverted. Um, but, you know, but they've actually had quite a few deaths from this product. I mean, for me personally, if I had one single death from a snooze shade, I'd shut the business down, frankly. You know, if it was anything to do with my product, that is. I mean, obviously, you know, um, but, you know, but the, but the reality is, is the reason why people ask. I mean, as I said, a parent should always be worried about the safety of a product and do some due diligence. I agree. But at the same time, also, don't be scared by things that have been created on social media to scare you in order that you share. So, for example, um, you know, the videos that I've mentioned, they've had millions and I'm talking multi-millions now worth of, of, of shares um, and all the stories that you read about babies, you know, the dangers of covering a baby in a pram actually all originate from nothing but that one journalist who put a pram in the sun and put a blanket over it. That's where yeah. it comes. They refer to a study in Sweden. That's what they're referring to. Now, you know, I couldn't consider if I say my product's got sun protection, it's because it, it protects from the sun. I wouldn't put my daughter in the pram, leave her there all day, and then if she didn't burn, say, well, it must have sun protection. Yeah. Makes I mean, and even, and even which, I mean, you know, recently um, a friend of mine who has a product uh, was tested by which, um, and I've always trusted which, and I've had my products tested by which uh, before. In fact, they did a test and they did a similar study to the pram one. Um, and um, they were very irresponsible. And I don't actually believe their numbers either, which was uh, because they claimed that they had a temperature, an ambient temperature on the day that we didn't actually achieve in the UK that year until something like August. Um, and, I, and they are they can be, I think, also, you know, potentially, I think, you know, you have to always look at what people's reasons are for doing things. And, you know, um, whilst we trust the media, you have to remember the media are also trying to sell their Package it. Yeah, they're trying to sell themselves and get their stories shared. Um, 
so you know i think i think absolutely do due diligence and i think any decent product manufacturer you know would be happy to answer any safety questions any parent has got about their product um i think the problem is obviously when you're dealing with very large companies is is finding the people to talk to but certainly if anyone has a an issue at all about it as i say i've got a, a whole article which i'm afraid is rather long um but it literally covers every element of what i will do cara because i would re i've already read that and it was really interesting i will put it in the show notes for the people listening yeah great because i mean you'll see you'll see my level of obsession um and also <laughs> sleep obsessed but also the fact that actually science backs it up you know if you've got an air permeable fabric that means that air passes through it so how does air how does heat which is hot air build up in something where the air can pass through because that's what you're worried about. You're worried about it being like a car, you know, yeah. construction where absolutely you need to have windows open and air circulating. But in a pram, A, the, the actual structure itself is open. So, you know, you don't get babies suffocating to death when they're wearing, using a rain cover, which is plastic. Yeah. You know, because air circulates around the pram regardless of the cover. Yeah. Uh, so, so this is where I think, you know, because I get people saying, oh, you know, does it stop oxygen? You know, does will the baby suffocate? It's like, well, how can they? There's air, you know. Yeah, it's natural to worry, but I think it's very important to, like yourself, I'm very much safety first. Um, I think it's really good to address that. And what I will do, I will put the YouTube demo in the show notes as well, just in case anybody's listening and um, having trouble fitting it to their buggy, or if they buy one and having uh, finding it hard, I will. Us as well i mean you know uh, email us hello at snooshade.com as i said you know everyone who's on that email is a mum we get it a parent whatever and you know if you're not sure about something just ask us that's what we're here for i mean i think that's one of the things i think you know i um that i think i we ex or i excel at and ensure that the whole team does is customers come first you know um yeah. custom has a question that has to be answered and quickly you know, because yeah. I'm a very impatient customer myself, you see. So I hate it when I get those emails, when I email in somewhere and they say, we will answer your query within three to five working days or within 48 hours or whatever. I'm like, no, I want an answer now. Yeah, um, I love that. So, you know, so, so that's that's the way I run the business is that, you know, we drop everything if a customer asks a question. And, you know, fortunately, we've got YouTube demos coming out of our ears. We've got answers to safety questions. We've got all of that. So we can, you know, it's just a matter of making sure that you get it. Okay. I will also add, drop an email at hello, it's new shade. <laughs> I hear you. That will. And the other thing is that you very, very generously, I mean, I feel that um, coming, that we've gone full circle now right at the beginning. And it, there's not many parenting products I get right behind and champion. I've got personally abused them and absolutely love them. And Snoo Shade for me has always done that. And in my nannying days, I'm very clear I'm not a parent yet. And I love that really, well, I love lots of things about Snoo Shade, but I really love that it's a very affordable parenting product and you haven't um, put the uh, prices up over the last 10 years. I think that's amazing. But you've also very generously given the listeners a discount, haven't you? Yes, indeed. Yes. Yeah. So um, I think they get 10 percent off with Care It Out 10, I think it is. But if, again, I'm, my brain's a bit fried. So um, if you pop that in there, then um, and that's on snooshade.com. Um, yeah. Directly, so and it's free UK shipping. So, you know, anyone who wants to try it, 
feel free. And if it doesn't work for your baby, you can send it back. It's really not a problem. We, To be fair, we get so few returns. I'm very comfortable saying send it back if it doesn't work. Amazing. That's really, I, uh, again, so much love for you, Cara, and the snoot shade. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for coming on today and talking to you. I feel like I've definitely learned loads, so I'm really hoping it'll be useful for the, um, our listeners. I will put the discount code in the show notes as well, as long as with all the other things, the demo, the blog, and the link to your email. Um, yeah, Cara, thank you so much for coming and talking to us. Any last bits of wisdom? Um, well, I think just uh, a couple of things I think I've picked up um, over the years, which I think as we I think we've discussed already, I'd always say I've got sort of three three tips, which is um, always look for sleep cues for your baby, because I think we live such busy lives. It's easy to miss when baby's trying to tell us that they're tired. Um, stay safe in the sun because it is really important. And I think it's going to get more and more important, especially as we get warmer and warmer. Yeah. Um, and finally, I think just don't stress, you know, try not to stress, you know, a happy parent um, is a happy, you know, equals a happy baby. And none of us do everything right all the time. It's just not possible. And we all do our best. And I think that's all we can ever expect from ourselves. And so, you know, don't go too hard on yourself. Yeah. Well, they're lovely little pals of wisdom there, Cara. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much for coming on. And I will hopefully speak to you again soon. Lovely. Well, it's been absolutely delightful. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to me, your host, Kerry Secker, on the Carrot Out Sleep Show. I really hope you found the podcast reassuring, informative and a little bit fun. If you did, please don't forget to subscribe to the show below. And I'd be so grateful if you could leave me some fabulous feedback. I always love hearing from you and one lucky listener will win lifetime access to my Bedtime Basics e-course every single month. My next podcast episode will be out in two weeks time but if you can't wait for more of my sleep shizzle you can find me over on Instagram at Carrot Out Sleep Consultant. I update my sleep squares and speak sleep there on the daily. Big love and sleep solidarity to you all.